Thanks for checking out the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. This is a conversation all about leadership, vision, and joining in God's activity wherever you are. You can find the show notes, links, and other helpful resources at hopechurchlv.com slash podcast, YouTube, or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks again for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast, whether you're joining us on podcast or you're joining us on YouTube uh, for our third YouTube video so far. Glad you're joining us. Uh, As you can tell, if you're watching the video, there are a little bit more people here on the podcast. Um, We will introduce our mystery guest here in just a minute. Uh, But if you're listening in real time, we are in August of 2021. Um, as you know, if you've listened to the last couple episodes, we're recording these a little early because Pastor Vance is on an extended sabbatical for being here at Hope for 20 years. So he is enjoying some time away with his family. And so we wanted to get uh, some content for you listeners uh, just ready to go. And so today we're real excited about our guest. But before we introduce our guest, I'm here as always with the man, the myth, the legend, my podcast, not my podcast, my pastor, <laughs> my mentor, my friend. I, 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 it has to be the mic, Vance. That's I messed it, it up is. because I got this new mic because we got our guest. I blame our guest, but Pastor Vance Pittman, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, and I'm actually in real time doing much better than you are because I yeah. am in somewhere that's <laughs> much cooler than where you are. Yes. But, uh, no, man, it's great to be here. Um, excited about our content today, looking forward to having this conversation. I think it's really important for where leaders are living, but, man, I'm doing really good, really yeah. good. So as you can tell, if you're watching, uh, we have a guest. If not, you probably saw in the title, we have a guest just talking specifically about an area that he is very familiar with, but I don't want to steal all the thunder. Vance, introduce our guest and why he is on the podcast today. Yeah, Scott and I were laying out uh, podcast episodes uh, for while I was away. Man, I just thought it'd be real beneficial to talk about the subject of transition in leadership because all of us go through moments of change in leadership. Um, and we just recently brought a new pastor onto our lead team here at Hope, who I'll introduce to you as Pastor Edward Paz. Uh, Edward, uh, somebody I've known for a number of years, followed at a distance. Um, we run in kind of some similar circles, different some, some similar tribes. And he's been a church planter up in um, uh, Oakland, California for the last number of years. And been following his ministry, and God opened the door for us to invite Edward to join our team. He and his wife, Rebecca, really excited. Only been here a few weeks now, Um, but um, really excited about having them on our team here. And because you just walked through transition uh, to joining our team, I thought, man, nobody better to speak to transition and leadership than where you're living. But Edward, I want to introduce you to our listeners and tell them a little bit about who Edward Paz is. Yes, thank you for having me. And I'm sorry I made you laugh there because (laughs) having listened to this podcast for some time now, I've always heard you say the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) And I got to do that in person. So I I just had to smile. Um, So like you said, my name is Edward and Joined the team here as a lead pastor of prayer and teaching ministries. Was formerly uh, a founding uh, church planter, founding pastor and church planter of the Movement Church in Oakland, California. We planted the movement in September of 2013. And um, 
I find myself here after uh, believing in, in thinking I was going to be in the Bay Area context uh, for all of my life. I was born and raised there 38 years living in the Bay Area and find myself here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And so I'm excited to be at Hope Church as a staff member, as a church member, and then now on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Happy to be here. Awesome. It's awesome. Well, one of the things I remember when I was, I'm going to kind of bow out a little bit of this one and, and just have these guys have a great conversation about transitional leadership. But I remember uh, I was a part a little bit of kind of the, the interview process of Edward and kind of talking through just what it would look like for him to be in Vegas several months ago. And uh, one of the statements, Edward, you made, and we didn't even talk about this beforehand, that I thought, wow, that is, that is kind of a, a heavy subject is you said, man, I'm coming as somebody who was the number one guy. I was the lead pastor, the senior pastor. I know you didn't use that language, but yep. um, to a context now where I'm just among equals serving under Vance. And uh, I just thought that was, as we set up this conversation, uh, even more of a, wow, like this is, you had to not only hear from the Lord, but everything you're going to hear right now is just, I think, been, been given to you from a posture of humility and clearly God um, orchestrating it all to work out. So we're super, I mean, just in a few weeks you've been here, man, just seeing what God's going to do in, in and through our church by using you as his instrument. And so really excited about this conversation. Um, Vance, I'd like for you to, to kind of cue it up and, and, and start talking to Edward about some stuff we put together about what it looks like to transition. But, uh, man, just really just want to affirm what Vance said. Just stoked you're here. I know God's going to use you. He already has in my own life. And uh, really, really excited about this conversation for our leaders, even if they're not in a ministry context. Um, transition and leadership happens across all leadership. And so I think it's going to be a really, really helpful episode. Yeah, so regardless of where you're listening from, if you're in a ministry context, obviously this is going to be applicable because uh, Edward has just walked through the process of hearing God change the course of his direction in ministry and change his role in ministry, change his leadership platform. But you may be in business, you may be in education, you may be in the arena of sports, whatever it may be, all of us are, are if, if you're in leadership, you may be in the middle right now of transitioning to a new role or you may be as a Christian praying through, is it time for me to transition? Or maybe there's an opportunity that's been presented to you and you're trying to navigate through this. So I think all of this, Edward, is going to be so helpful for our listeners. So let's just start by talking about opportunity. You know, transitioning from where you were to Las Vegas, there had to be some moments that were kind of the catalyst that, 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 that inspired that transition. What are some of those things that were catalysts for you in making a transition? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the story behind the story is that you all had invited me out to preach the week before Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, never had preached at Hope Church before, uh, but had been a, a big fan of your ministry and followed your ministry for quite some time. And so upon the conclusion of that first weekend service that I preached here, um, Travis, your executive pastor, uh, stepped out and just asked me if I'd be willing to consider joining the team. And so the, the first catalyst for transition was an invitation, you know, an invitation, an opportunity to do something other than, than I was doing. And, and honestly, um, that was a huge catalyst because uh, the idea of being anywhere other than Oakland had not crossed my mind until that invitation was presented. Uh, but when I got back to the Bay Area and uh, through some time of prayer, uh, really heard clearly from the Lord. And so an invitation, an opportunity is a catalyst for transition, 
but I heard a strong word from the Lord, and this word from the Lord wasn't as much about joining Hope Church as it was, I heard very clearly from the Lord, the best way I know how to hear from the Lord, um, that my time at the movement was finished and that the Lord was releasing me from the responsibility of being the senior leader at the movement church. And I just got to tell you, I, I knew that had to be uh, from somewhere other than myself because that is not a thought I've had. That's not something I ever saw coming. And when I, when I heard it, it, it was incredible how um, something I had held on to for so long and knew that was my responsibility, like in my heart, I had just let go of it because God had said time was up. Uh, the third and final one, other than invitation, opportunity, and a strong word from the Lord, is just what came next was affirmation from counsel. Mm -hmm. I began to share with my wife, obviously, close family and friends, hey, I think the Lord's speaking to me about my time being done at the movement and then this opportunity is opening up in Las Vegas. What do you guys think about that? Unanimously amongst uh, my friends, family, and then ultimately the staff and pastoral team and their wives of the Movement Church, uh, there was this sense of peace and rightness. There was this sense of as much as we don't want you to go, Ed, or maybe they did want me to go, who knows, <laughs> um, that uh, we could see that God could be doing this in your life. Mm -hmm. And so... Uh, those were the catalysts for my transition. Oh, that's awesome. And, and you know, to hear you tell that story, our listeners, it sounds like that uh, Travis just surprised you. But actually, the backstory is Travis and I had for some time been, been following your ministry as well and watching an invitation for you to come preach was really one for us to kind of see how does he fit in our context and culture and then to actually begin to have a conversation. And I think uh, we actually went to dinner after the Thursday night service before Sunday, and I'd ask you some questions about how long you see yourself in Oakland. And, and you'd say, man, Oakland, ride or die. Like, I'm here, you know. Uh, and we talked around that. And then I just kind of left it with Travis uh, because part of what, you know, as a senior leader trying to raise up the leaders around me, I wanted him to begin to experience those conversations. And I said, man, I'm not there Sunday. You're there. If by the end of Sunday you sense the freedom to ask Edward, would he be open to having this conversation, then do it. And Travis walked through that with you that weekend. Um, and when he presented that, it was something we'd been praying, which I think points out that sometimes these opportunities that surface in our lives are really the story of God working in the lives of others that opens those doors. Now, sometimes those opportunities are not what God has for us, um, but, but, but sometimes they are. And I was thinking about, um, you know, how how sometimes these, these challenges uh, or these, these, these decisions that we have to make, sometimes they, they're, they're difficult decisions that we're weighing through and they come with certain sets of challenges. Yeah. And I was thinking about um, when, when, when God called us to Las Vegas, a lot of people that are listeners have heard me tell the story of, of how I, I discern hearing God's voice that you articulated a little bit differently, but it's the same principles, a word from the word, uh, counsel and circumstances lining up, sense of peace and rightness. I'd gotten this word from God about we were supposed to join in his activity in another city of expanding God's kingdom. Um, and before Johnny, my pastor mentor, reached out to me and opened the door to Las Vegas, a local church in Memphis that was in the urban center of Memphis had declined from being a church of about 2,000 to a church of 200. They had uh, about uh, 20 acres of property. They had about 200,000 square feet of, of, worship, of, of, of building space. They had uh, about a 1,500-seat auditorium, completely debt-free. 
But they were down to this little handful of people, and they said, would you come and do a relaunch of this church Hmm. in the urban center? And everything on paper looked like, Hmm. hey, I could go live this out, and I wouldn't have to sell my house. I I live in the same city. I wouldn't have to move. Uh, So it was a difficult, there were challenges to making that decision. Obviously now, having made that decision and being here in Vegas for 20 years, God's hand was all over this decision, but there were challenges in making that decision. Edward, anytime you make decisions, there are challenges when you talk about transitioning. What were some of the challenges that you had to deal with in transitioning? Yeah, and, and we don't have this one here, but as you tell this story, it, I just, it just comes to mind. One challenge was, as I told one of my close buddies in ministry there, who, who we were in partnership in ministry for many years, I said, hey, there's this opportunity. And he's like, bro, it's the first one. Like, you got to turn some <laughs> down. You can't just jump at the first one. And so yeah. the, the first challenge was, am I really going to accept the first opportunity that's ever come to me to go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Uh, ended up doing it. But the second one and, and the strongest challenge to me that I had just thought about as we prepared for this was was disappointing people. Uh. There were so many people who I'd pastored over the eight years, even newer people who've come to the church who were expecting to be in a discipleship relationship with me over a longer period of time. It was the turn of 2021. There were people who were expecting coming out of COVID. If I know anything, I know Edward's my pastor and I go to the movement church in Oakland. And the fact that I was going to be shaking all of that up uh, during a time when um, everyone's world had already been shaken up and we were looking to turn a corner uh, as we told our pastors and wives, we even had uh, one of the wives, but just transparently and openly saying on the original conversation, Edward, this sounds great for you and your wife. And I don't mean to be whatever, but like, how about us? Yeah. You know, and gosh, it was so hard to to say, like, I, I get it. I know the pain that that's going to cause, but but this is what the Lord is calling me to do. Um, but But the challenge of disappointing people mm. and um even recently as as i've been reading through acts again this verse of of we must obey god rather than mm. men um even on the back side of this decision is something that informs yeah in any given circumstance even when you've loved a, a people for so long and they're relying upon you and they love me and they love my leadership in their life and that's why they want me to stay uh, at the end of the day, I, I must obey God, but but it was difficult. Mm. Yeah, that's a challenge, especially when you have a heart for people, yeah. uh, and you 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 do want to shepherd them well. Those are challenging things in the midst of transition, and and hearing you tell that reminded me of just the real reality that God never moves one piece on the board hmm. without having other pieces ready to move as well. Yeah, it's not like when God spoke to you that it was right for you to move. It wasn't just right for you. It was also right for the movement church. Yeah, yeah. And God had a plan there yeah. that, that he wanted to continue to, to, to execute that, yeah. that meant Edward and Rebecca needed to move on. And yeah. so it's not like God's plan only affected your family and now they're on their own. Right. I love the verse that says, faithful is he who calls you and he will also bring it to pass. Yeah. He's not just faithful in the calling and you figure it out. He'll take care of the rest if we're following him. So really appreciate that heart. So obviously one, that, 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 that heart that you have. When you make that decision, you, you, you've seen the opportunity, you've heard God, you've wrestled with the challenges. Then there's the process. Yep. 
Here's what transition begins to look like for me as a leader. Talk to us about the process of transition. Yeah, this, this process part is definitely some things that can uh, connect with people across all different spheres of whatever type of work or business you're involved in. I think these are things that I've learned through this process. Um, so three things. One, communicating the timeline clearly. Uh, seems kind of obvious, but, um, and then concentric circles of communication, you know, communicating it to your inner circle, obviously your wife and family, and then the people of leadership in the church, then the membership of the church, and then, you know, the general congregation, and then social media. Yeah. I think there was, I praise God for having been able to watch other leaders communicate things in a timely manner, giving people enough room uh we gave people about four months is when they knew okay so there was just time to land the plane um there wasn't any confusion around you know what's going on here and so just communicating the timeline clearly was a big part you want to say something well to I, just, that I want yeah. to ask you a question as you talk about that because you mentioned a four-month timeline and i've heard other pastors caution against that long of a timeline yeah. having just lived through that do you think four months was the right window for you? Yeah. Do you think you, you wish you'd have had it a little shorter, a little longer? It actually, for us, turned out to be uh, just a sweet spot um, mm -hmm. in terms of it gave us enough time to, to meet with a lot of um, couples and a lot of people in the church, and that's the next point, finishing well relationally. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we would have made it shorter how I would have been able to finish well relationally in the way that we wanted to yeah. in terms of ton of dinners, face-to-face -face conversations, uh, answering questions, and then also making sure the staff was prepared for what was next. Yeah. You know, thankfully, we were able to find uh, the next lead pastor uh, right as I left, um, but that was important too, just being able to, to look, and, and I even said uh, in one of my last messages, and I said, hey, look, before I leave, if we have anything against one another, like, let's talk about it. Because I want to clear the decks of my own heart of anything that might be unsettled with any of you. And I want you to have the opportunity before another pastor comes in here to clear the decks of your own heart. And so I praise God that I can look back because we know when it comes to leadership transitions, pastoral transitions, so many times it is because there's... Um, relational conflict yeah. and, and that's okay um, but one of the evidences at least for me that this was God's will for my life was that I wasn't running from anything mm. I wasn't running from anything unhealthy and actually I had some of our leadership say Ed what makes us most confident that this is God's will for your life is that you are relationally good with us and the majority of the people in this church and so there was even some affirmation um, just found in the health of the relationships. Mm, and no, that's so really good. communicating the timeline clearly, finishing well relationally, and then finally, and this is the hardest one, is letting go gracefully. Mm. Letting go gracefully. And I say that because um, as those months wore on, there were a couple meetings that I wasn't invited to. <laughs> there were a couple of meetings that I was uninvited to. And whether or not that was the right or wrong decision, I had a choice in how I was going to go out. Mm. Was I going to go out in such a way where my opinion had to be given over everything that was going to be made? Uh, another thing, I had empowered people to make decisions. I had said, 
go do this and you are now the first among equals and go do this. But when it started transitioning and they were doing things that I wouldn't have done, was I going to pull the carpet up from under them and say, I know I told you this, but... Um, and so you'd have to talk to the people back home, whether or not I did this well or not. <laughs> All I know is what was going on in my mind is I have to be gracious as I go. And, um, if, if I'm going to be kicking and screaming that I'm not getting my way on the way out, that's not how I want to go out. Mm -hmm. I want to go out affirming the leadership as much as I can, encouraging them as much as I can, um, just because I think that's the way God would have wanted me to do it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, one last thing I'll, I'll, I'll say here. Uh, there's a pretty uh, well-known pastor. His name is Francis Chan. Had the opportunity to have a brief conversation when I was in the midst of transition. And hopefully this can be helpful for some of the listeners. But when I asked him, you know, Francis, you've had two pretty significant transitions. One out of Simi Valley, your original church that you were at. And then another leaving San Francisco for China you have some advice for me on how to make uh, smooth transitions? And he said, you know what? Um, really, everything you've done up until this point is going to make your transition smooth or not. You can't do anything right now. And what he was speaking to in particular, and I think this could be helpful for leaders of all different types of organizations, is if you want to have an organization that can run healthy without the lead pastor, or the leader, you have to have already been sowing seeds into other leaders. Because by the time it's time for you to go, you can't do anything to change yeah. that. And so uh, just a little principle here that maybe can be helpful is that every leadership decision we make, maybe I'll address the people who are watching. Every leadership decision uh, that you make, um, whether you're transitioning or not, is either going to make your transition in the future easier or harder. And so everything that we do as it relates to developing leaders, developing cultures, I guess you could say from the day you get your job, you are preparing for transition. Mm. It's just a matter of how you're preparing for transition right. and uh, whether that transition is your death or that transition is uh, God calling you somewhere else. Uh, every decision you make is preparing for an either easy or smooth transition. Um, so... I don't know if you have any thoughts no, about a that. A lot Just of wisdom there. I think the decisions that we're making, I hope everybody who's listening tuned into that, that whether you're a teacher, whether you're an administrator, whether you're a business owner, uh, whether you're a contractor, the decisions that you're making today in leadership will determine the success or failure when it is time to transition. Because the bottom line is leaders are temporary, all of us. No matter how long, I've been here for two decades now plus, but at some point, I won't be the leader here. All leaders are temporary. But God's kingdom, his mission, his work is eternal. So what he's entrusted us to as leaders is to steward uh, a portion of his activity for a season. But at some point, either through retirement, job change, or death, we will pass the baton to somebody else. And everything we're doing today is laying the foundation for what that transition is going to look like. And if we're not preparing for that well then it's not going to end well so yeah. I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you said well now you have transitioned you yep. are now here um what what would you say to people about the posture once you've transitioned now that you're on this side of that decision what's the right posture now 
Yeah, and I, I'm really excited about sharing some of this stuff. And this is just live in my own heart and, and, and putting words around it. And so I hope this could be helpful. And I, I definitely haven't aced this in any sense of the word, but I, I just know uh, that these are some things I know the Lord has me uh, posturing myself. So the first is just unworthy but equipped. Unworthy but equipped. I feel so unworthy of my office, uh, the expenses that were reimbursed for me to move out here, um, the beautiful facility that I get to be of the, the staff, the team, the 20 years of, of you laying the groundwork. There is just a real sense of I did not do enough in my ministry context. I did not build enough of a quote unquote successful ministry to be given this opportunity. Mm. So a real sense of unworthiness. But at the same time, I'm equipped. Mm. I'm not worthy of this opportunity, but I know God has equipped me to do this work. Yeah. I know that when it comes to the prayer ministries here, that he's taught me some lessons, that there's a real passion for prayer that he's equipped me with so that I could do this job. When it comes to the teaching ministry side of things, uh, there are things over 10 years of preaching that he's equipped me for this season. And then in regards to the church planting part of the work that I'm going to do here, obviously my church planting experience. And I love, I actually shared this idea with you and you said, you got to stay right in the middle of that tension mm. because if you feel too unworthy, you've got a false humility going on. Yeah. But if you feel too equipped, you've probably got a pride going on. And so uh, my job is going to stay in this tension. And I think that's with all three of these things that I'm going to share. Do you want to share something well, I was about Before you go to the second one, I just, it's, it's awesome to see you live that out because mm. it, you really are doing that. And, um, and, and you just everybody who's been around you up to this point on our team, and to those of you that are listening that are in transition, the temptation is you want to get to a place and you now feel like, okay, i got to prove to everybody that I belong here. And so you start taking big swings when what you really need to do is just get some base hits. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and what you've done is just stepped in with that mentality and that heartbeat that says, man, I'm unworthy, but I'm also equipped. And it's allowed you to step right in. And just simply that characteristic alone has earned you immense respect from the people around you. I know mm -hmm. Scott would even affirm that. The, the people around you have gained so much respect from from that, I don't know. If yeah, I'll just add. I mean, the first time I think you would you got here right before we went on a, a lead pastors retreat, and uh, Vance and I got to be in the car with you on the way up. It was after a Sunday, so Vance and I are tired, and you asked so many questions. <laughs> but it was really like, man, this dude is so hungry yeah. to learn about this church, and it kept us on our toes because we're like, man, I don't answer questions like this on Sunday afternoons. But you were yeah. just trying to get to know our church. Sure. Um, and it just speaks to that. I mean, just a humility that you're saying, man, I, I feel so unworthy, but I also feel equipped for this work. And I yeah. want to, I want to find out all I can about how I can serve this church the, as best I can. So no, I, yep. I, I affirm it for sure. Yep. What else would you say? What about your posture now? Yeah. So, uh, unworthy, but equipped. And then, uh, proactive, this is so key, proactive, hear this folks, proactive, but submitted, mm. proactive, but submitted. So what do I mean by that? Like, I, I, I've been equipped, so I have to come with some solutions. I have to come with ideas. I got to be proactive in how I could add value to this team. But more important than me being proactive is I got to be submitted because I'm not 
well, even as the lead pastor, you're still submitted in a plurality of elders, but I, I have to be submitted to the vision of this house that has come from you over the course of 20 years. Um, and this really gelled for me. I remember uh, both you and Travis asking me, hey, you're not going to be preaching as much when you come on board here. Uh, how do you feel about that? And God had already, and I'm not saying everyone has to be at this point when it comes to transition in terms of how you feel about the leadership that you're going to be serving under, but I'd hope that you could get to this point. And I praise God that he brought me to this point. But you said, are you going to be okay with that? And I said, look, I trust you with God's plan for my life. And so if, 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 if you feel like I should be preaching more, then I trust that, that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to allow me. If you feel like I should be preaching less, then I'll preach less. But I'm not going to control that. I believe as I submit myself to your leadership, God will take care of the rest. And yeah. I think I even said, you guys have to answer to the <laughs> yeah, Lord for right. what you do with, with what God has brought in me. Yeah, and, right. But there's such a peace because it's like, okay, I'm going to be proactive. But if they don't want these ideas or if they don't want this method of how I'm thinking about doing something, that's okay because I'm yeah. submitted before the Lord. He could take it if he wants it. But if not, I don't feel because, – because I'm not supposed to be here anyways. <laughs> I don't deserve this anyway. So it comes back to – as long as I could not be entitled to the position, I'm not going to be entitled to anything that I think should happen while I'm in the position. It's mm. awesome. And I've watched you demonstrate this one as well. And that you, it's not like you're just sitting in your office waiting on us to tap you on the shoulder. You are proactive. You've brought me already several things in the arena of prayer and teaching ministries and church planting that are value add, but you've brought them with a heart of submission. And you, one of the things I've appreciated getting to know you better and Scott just mentioned it, is I, I talk myself to clarity. Mm. You question yourself to clarity. Uh, you, you ask a lot of questions, and so you come proactively and give me the guy any day that I'm having to go, whoa, 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 versus the guy I'm having to go, come on, would yeah. you do something here? So there is that proaction, but there is this submission to recognizing God is doing something here, and you came to join what God was doing, not to... Try to do your own thing. And so that's been incredible. Yeah. Um, what's the third one that you would add here? Yeah, finally, is just expectant but patient. You know, um, man, I believe God has brought me here to do something awesome. You know, I believe that the best days of my ministry life are ahead of me. And uh, I really am expectant. But I tether that with patience in, in God's timing. You know, um, and was so blessed, like just... A couple weeks ago, I got to lead the corporate prayer moment for the very first time. And Travis asked me, you know, are you ready to do that? And the expectant side of me was like, absolutely, yeah. I'm ready to go. I came to play. But the patient side of me had already uh, just determined in my mind if I wasn't going to lead that moment anytime soon, that's okay. Yeah. You know, because I'm submitted, but I'm also realizing uh, God's timing is perfect. And when he presses play on whatever I'm going to do here and the impact that I'm going to have here, I, I, and I've just, and I don't, I, I don't have these thoughts because I've lived this way all my life. Mm. I just know what it's like to not live this way mm. and the, the negative impact that being prideful about your gifts, not being submitted to leadership, being impatient, 
has done. And so I just have another opportunity to do it differently, and I'm so thankful for another opportunity. Mm. And I would just say this again to those listening, man, pray that God would bring people to your team with the heart that he's just described. Because I'm just telling you, as a leader, it's a breath of fresh air, but it's also contagious to the rest of the team to be around that posture that you just described. And I think there's even a takeaway uh, for those of us that are leaders that are, that are hearing you say that in the kind of people that we're looking for. Hmm. Because as a leader, not only do we have to walk through moments of transition in our life, but we have to kind of navigate transition in the lives of other people. And, man, I'm telling you, those are some things that I'm going to be looking for in the future because of the way that you've articulated him and enjoying the experience of having added you to the team. Appreciate it. Yeah, Edward, we are excited, man. We're so excited. Hope Church, if you're listening to this and you're a a part of the Hope family and and you hadn't got a chance to meet Edward, um, I can't wait for you to meet Edward because just the last few weeks with him, really, really expectant for what God's going to use you for at this church. And Appreciate you being a guest on the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast, bro. man. <laughs> I can knock this off the bucket list. Come there on, it somebody. Is. come on, knock yeah. it off the bucket And list. we need to help you with your bucket list <laughs> if this is on your bucket list. So. Oh man, well, uh, hope you're enjoying your summer. You are finishing up in August, um, and we will catch you in September for another episode of the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today for the Vance Pittman Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard, we would love to help spread the word. You can drop a comment on YouTube, leave a review on your favorite podcast app, or share this episode on your social media. Thanks again for joining us.